Welcome back, Bolt fam, to episode number 40 of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. We are your co-hosts. And today is a special episode because we have a special visitor joining us as well. We have uh, my guy Jacob Roach from, oh my gosh, I totally forgot the name of your podcast. Perfect time to plug it. (laughs) The Barking Brown Show. The Barking Brown Show, my bad. Um, But yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, We we were able to hop on your show last night and we had a blast, so we decided to do it again and and, uh, do it on on our pod. So Miles, how you doing, man? You're back there. Yep. Yeah. I'm, do- I'm doing good, man. Um, if you guys do listen to that show, uh, ignore my, uh, audio. We had some technical difficulties, but you know what? It, it is what it is, but I'm doing good. Just got done playing some sand volleyball and I'm ready to talk some ball. So yeah, there's always gotta be one difficult one. So we appreciate you for, for stepping <laughs> all, up. All man up. So. <laughs> Awesome, man. How how'd sand volleyball go? Did you get some get some wins or just take take some? Uh, we lost o two and we now sit zero and six on the season. So um, we could be better, but you know what? It is Rough. what it is. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. That that's well, that's not nice, but hey, you know, whatever. On to the next, exactly. right? Exactly. So put it behind you. Yep. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, today I'm really excited. Uh, you know, Jacob, we have a. a some stuff that we're going to go over and you know for our listeners we haven't really had a whole lot of guests on and you know i know from charger fans everywhere you know that they want to know a little bit more about this browns team who they are uh who you know what to expect offensively and defensively um but first thing i wanted to talk about as we get into it here is well first question i have is what are you drinking So I used to do this in college, and so I thought it would be fun to do it again. I drink a lot of Hawaiian punch, so I put I put fruit punch vodka in a Hawaiian punch. So okay, and and put some ice cubes in it. So that's where we're at today. I like it, man. That sounds really good. Fruit punch vodka in fruit punch. That's that's next level. (laughs) Good stuff. Hey, man, it just it blends so well with it. You can get in trouble with some of these. Oh yeah, yeah, I. I know all well. Miles knows way too well about that. He, uh, you should ask him when you get a chance about the Chiefs game that we went we to because you don't have to. He doesn't remember it. <laughs> he had to watch it. He had to watch the highlights the next day to find out who won. <laughs> we had a uh, last year. My co-host and I went to t- two games together, and um, one of which was a four o'clock game, and he started in the Muni lot at about. 6 a.m. for a 4 o'clock game. And that was the game the Browns lost to the Cardinals when Cliff Kingsbury and their OC didn't travel because they had COVID. And the whole way back to the um, parking garage, he's going, why the F do we have an offensive coordinator? They didn't effing need that. And he was just like, because he was just blacked out by (laughs) 1 p.m. It was great. I love it, man. Yeah, we – we we had a great time in Kansas City, and I, I've definitely there's been a, a few experiences, really just one that I, I was I was pretty I was I was too lit at an NFL game, but it's always a great time, you know. It's uh just you know that's there's no tailgating without without some some beer. So, uh, yeah. Miles, what are, what are you drinking over here? So I just want a disclaimer: it was my first game that I've attended, being 21 years old. So I, I did go a little bit off the rails, but yeah. I mean, come on, like. You got to live it up while you can. But uh, so tonight, I didn't have time to make it to the store today, so I just had to grab something on my fridge. Um, right now, I'm rocking with the uh, Bush Apples. Um, you know, we kind of were going with a bit of a fall theme tonight. Um, well, I know, I think Colin is anyway. So I grabbed the Bush Apple out of my fridge downstairs. I'll give you guys a good can crack right there. So, Ooh, so there that's, you go. that's what I'm rocking with tonight. Um, I love them. But, you know, it's fall here. It's fall everywhere, I guess. October, spooky season. So I'm, I'm going – I'm rocking with the bush. Apple. Spooky season. It is upon us. And I, myself, I am drinking a uh, – first time trying it. It's a Shiner Bock, but it's a holiday cheer edition. So it's it's an ale brewed with peaches and pecans. And it's uh, it's pretty good. So that's what I'm, what I'm sipping on. So all right, man. 
let's get into it. Uh, let's dive into these injuries real quick because since we have spoken last night, there have been a few more injuries. I know on the on the Chargers side at least that have have kind of uh, popped up here. And I also wanted to get your rundown on on the Brown side of things and and uh, kind of get your take on maybe who we can expect to see on Sunday and who might not be a go. So um, I have it pulled up in front of me. If you need a second to pull it up, uh, feel free to do so. But I can start us off on the Charger side, or if you have it pulled up, feel free to. Let me give me just a second here. Here, I'll, I'll kick off the Charger cool. side. So, uh, really, the new injuries that popped up from yesterday to today, uh, I think the most notable one is the kicker, Dustin Hopkins. Um, well, I guess this one. He was limited yesterday, so I don't know if they announced it yesterday or today. I, th- I think it was yesterday in in media uh, sessions. Brandon Staley addressed that you know he had something going on in his in his right quad, so they actually brought in a kicker. I don't know. Let's see here. There it is, Taylor Bertolette. Bertolet. They signed him to their practice squad. Uh, they released a cornerback to make room. So I don't know if we'll see Dustin Hopkins in this game. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing from a, from a Chargers fan's perspective. But uh, that's you know definitely an injury to keep an eye on if he's not able to go and they have a new uh, practice squad kicker out there on Sunday. Other than that, um, let's see here. I believe the other big one was Kyle Van Noy. He popped up on the injury list today with a, a back issue. He was limited yesterday. Um, he was upgraded to a full participant today. So I think we will see Kyle Van Noy on Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure when it comes to Dustin Hopkins, but that is something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, when you're talking about a leg injury for a kicker, that's definitely where, you know, gets my attention. But so on the Browns end of things, um, the one that – so a lot of them – I'm trying to – I didn't zoom in here. A lot of the guys that are limited are guys that have been kind of limited. Um, Batonio goes from not practicing to limited uh, – that dude doesn't practice on Wednesdays. Like he, he's just like Joe Thomas. He's not practicing on Wednesdays. So he doesn't do that sort of thing. The one that you should like Conklin, he doesn't practice, but that was a rest day uh, coming. He's coming off that patellar injury. Um, and then the interesting one was Joe Haig uh, being a full participant. He's a backup lineman, but he has a concussion. So him being back out on there makes me think, okay, there's some da- depth at tackle coming back. But Clowney not practicing again is the one – if you look at all of those, I'm not really worried about any of those playing. I think Miles Garrett, I've seen videos of him. I know he's limited, but the dude's running around like it just – which is just insane that he rolls a car five times and then like a week and a half later he's potentially playing a football game. But dude's an alien. He's out there. He looks perfectly fine. But – um I told you guys last night about uh, Clowney that I felt pretty good about him playing, but they had him in there talking and they interviewed him uh, before practice in the locker room. And he was like, I want to be out there. They're all telling me how important I am and I need to be out there. And I don't know, man, the way he was talking, it was just kind of like, I don't know. He goes, I want to play, but I don't want to get hurt in the process. And a lot of people know he, he came back to Cleveland because of Deshaun Watson and now they're two and two and Watson's gone for seven more. And I don't know. There's some concerns from me that Clowney either won't play or doesn't want to play. Yeah, no, that's see, that's interesting because yeah, when we talked yesterday, you know, it sounded like he was going to go, he still could. Um, but I mean, if he, if he's not able to go, that is, um, you know, a big advantage for the tackles on this Chargers team, Trey Pipkins and Jamari Sawyer. Uh, Miles, real quick, wanted to get your thoughts on the injury report. There is one Charger I left, or I didn't mention that popped up. Um, 
I wanted to see if you yeah. do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Did yeah, you catch I that? Caught on. So yeah, Gerald Everett did pop up today in a limited fashion. Um, I haven't really heard any reports. It was just Popper being Popper, just tweeting the injury report. Um, Everett came up as limited again Thursday. Limited practice. You know, I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about, considering it was again limited and not did not participate. Plus. Hopefully with uh, Donald Parham logging two full sessions, let's say that something weird were to happen and Everett weren't to go. Um, I would still think that we, have a, we would have a target in that tight end room. But, yeah, other than that, I, I would expect everyone else to play. Josh Palmer was, again, limited today. But, um, again, I don't think that's anything too serious, anything to not be concerned about. And, again, yeah. I know we talked on uh, your podcast, Jacob, about Keenan Allen. He did not practice again today, so – just that that just becomes a little bit more slim on his chances for the weekend so yeah and that that's going to be huge if if Keenan Allen can't go but i mean I, I think Jacob you hit the nail on the head when you you know speaking about Clowney you know it is that time of year where guys are already going to be a little bit banged up and it's as fans it's it's frustrating cuz we want to see him out there and you just you have to remember that that kind of long-term mentality that marathon mentality of hey you know, if they miss three, four weeks right now, it's not the end of the world, right? Get them healthy, get them back out there um, for when when the real season starts in November, December. You know, because September, yeah. October. You know, as as some of us know, it's it's pretender season, right? These teams that are two and two, um, they're getting a lot of hype, and then you know, two weeks from now, they could be two and four and be looked at as a trash team. It's done, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> We're still um, in, you know, uncharted waters as far as the 2022 season goes. So, yeah, I, I don't think Keenan Allen's going to go. Um, and that, you know, that clowny injury is definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on leading up to the game. So, um, moving on, uh, this is usually, Jacob, when we do our keys to the game for Sunday. So, um, you know, if you – Think offense, defense, special teams, coaching, uh, whatever you think the, you know, the keys to the game would be for the Browns um, on Sunday. Um, you know, what you got for us? Yeah. Yeah, man. So on the offensive side of the ball, it's the same old story that it has literally been for the entire season. And that's just don't turn it over, please. Because you're, you're, you're playing with a limited quarterback. Uh, I think Brissett has stepped up bit more than most fans thought he could do. Um, I think that gives a lot of credit to the coaching staff. But they are not talented enough in the past game to play behind the sticks. Uh, you know, penalties, lost yardage, trying to make a third and 13, that sort of thing. Or if they are behind by giving, you know, you don't give Justin Herbert extra opportunities. Like, that's just... I don't know, not a good idea to win football games. But, you know, I they've got to make sure that Brissett doesn't turn the ball over and you got to keep him clean. I'm I have faith in in the running game. I love that offensive line, but if he starts getting a little antsy in that pocket pocket, which happened to him week one against Carolina, he was bailing some clean pockets, Baker Mayfield style week one. And it was just like, come on, man, that's a good offensive line. Trust what you got ahead of him. So they got to run the football and protect it. I mean, it's, I know it's so vanilla to say that, but mm. that's where this team is with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Run the football, don't turn it over, hit some play action, easy schemed open passes, and just hope that it's enough. And I think the offense has been enough in all four games. It was more, there's some issues last week against Atlanta, but you know, so on the defensive side of the ball though, it's, you cannot get gashed again. Like, you gave up a touchdown where they ran 10 consecutive run plays and they didn't even pretend to change the play calls. They were pretty much the same plays, just run it right up the middle. So if you got miles back, that's going to be enormous, but Herbert's going to get his. So you need to limit what is going on around there and try to be opter. Op, mm. You're good. I can't, it's the up. Is it upper? I can't see Yes, there you go. See, I can't, I can't, I can't English tonight. And try to potentially get a turnover if you can. 
Don't turn it over. Force turnovers. Give your limited offense more opportunities if you can and keep the ball from Justin Herbert's hands. So running the football time of possession, that's what you got to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miles, I'll, I'll let you go ahead with your keys here. So I'm just going to rattle off my three real quick. Uh, my one and two pretty much go hand in hand. It's something that Colin and I, we've, we've preached about in our uh, post-Texans podcast. But uh, number one's obviously stop the run. Uh, that's definitely the matchup of the weekend is, you know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt um, versus our defensive line without Joey Bosa, obviously. So, you know, we got to stop the run. And then second one that kind of goes hand in hand with that is we got to eliminate explosive plays, whether that be – in the running game, whether that be in the passing game, you know, we saw Najoku last year in that high-scoring affair go for, I want to say, like 120 and a touchdown or something along those lines. He had that massive run. I remember Nick Chubb rattled off a massive run. And, you know, it's been three straight weeks of us giving up 50-plus um, yard runs on the ground. And we, we did the research on our last pod where it's basically those running backs are rather inefficient outside of those explosive plays. So got to eliminate those and then – we just need our defensive playmakers to play like our defensive playmakers, you know. I think this is a game where we finally see J.C. Jackson really step up, full week of practice finally for the first time in over a month now. Um, I think he's going to step up big time. Khalil Mack's going to have to make some plays, and then, you know, we're going to have to lean on, you know, Kenneth Murray, Asante Samuel Jr., dudes like that to make some plays for us on our defense. So, And obviously Derwin James, but I don't really think we need to worry about him because Derwin James is going to make a play really anytime he steps out onto the field. So we just need our defense to play like our defense, play like they can, and, you know, they just need to make sure that they get stops when they matter. If we, if we, let's say we get up early and Browns get back into it, as long as they can make stops when it matters, then we'll be all right. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you say there. I, I think someone on that defense has to step up. Um, I love what you said about JC Jackson getting a, a full week of practice. Cause I think that is huge. I mean, he's, we know he's still pretty sore coming off that, that surgery that he had right before the season started. So um, we saw him ball out in a Kansas City game pretty much on, like, no practice and, like, a, a, a pregame workout. So I'm excited to see him progress throughout the, the season. We talked about that last night um, a little bit. But for me, it's – I think there's two big ones, and then there's a, a third one I have as well. You know, the first one is – Jacob mentioned it a little bit, but uh, the Chargers have to win the time of possession battle. And uh, it's it's not the traditional, you know, argument where, hey, we, we have to win this battle because we need to keep their quarterback off the field. Um, we need to win this time of possession battle so that we can keep these two running backs from tearing us up. And if we can do that and force Cleveland into obvious passing downs, where you kind of take away that run because they, I mean, they have to throw it. They have to get going, you know, have to, to move the ball. So I think if you put him in that position, it's, it's in our favor. So, um, you know, that's something I noticed. I think after the Texans game, we were pretty even with them throughout the game. And anytime you can get your defense more rest uh, and keep your offense out there, uh, it always usually bodes well for you. So that's my first one. My second one that I have here um, is third down conversions. So I don't have it in front of me, and I don't think it's been terrible. Uh, I know the Jacksonville game was rough as far as third down conversions. But when I watch this offense drive, uh, sometimes, you know, it's it, it, can, stall, it can stall out, uh, whether it be the play calling, the personnel, whatever you want to blame it on, you know, Herbert missing a, a read or a throw, whatever, you know, he is human. He does, he does miss some things every now and then. So whatever it is, you know, drop pass, they have to find a way to keep the chains moving and, and drive on this defense. You know, we can't settle for field goals and, you know, I know that's a pretty common theme, but you know, they have to, they have to get up early and I think they will, you know, that knowing this Chargers team and, you know, they just they have to keep this ball moving on the, on this defense and, let, and keep the offense off the field. So um, that's my second key. And then my my final key is really somebody has to step up. There's got to be one 
player of the game on defense. I don't know who it's going to be. Asante Samuel, Samuel Jr. interception, two interceptions would be nice. Khalil Mack, another two sack game. Uh, you know, or you know, Bryce Callahan with an interception. Someone is going to come up with a, a big play at some point um, on that defense, and it's it's much needed. I think they went what was it two weeks without a turnover? The Kansas City and Jacksonville, and then they finally had a turnover this last weekend in Houston. So it hasn't been, you know, turnover city for this defense. And it would, it would be nice to see them uh, force a few more takeaways. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, pretty much. Yeah. Just defense got to step up. I know my bowl prediction last week was a defensive touchdown. Our first one of the year. I really hope that that happens again this week, but uh, you know, it's, it's bound to happen and we'll, we'll just see if we can take advantage of maybe some Jacoby Brissett, uh, miscues or, you know, get to him in the pocket, then we'll just see what happens. But again, yeah, defense has got to be swarming for sure. Yeah, yeah, a defensive touchdown would be very refreshing to see. <laughs> I can't remember. I think you can all, any team that, anytime you get a, def- a touchdown from a place you're not supposed to, it just feels like it energizes yeah, the whole like team. One of the biggest oh, momentum yeah. shifts in a game that can happen for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, shoot, we were in person to watch the 99-yard pick six go against us well, a couple weeks you, you ago. You were and there it's just... in person. I was there in concert. So. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you were there in, in body and spirit, but not in person. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's it, 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 would, it would be very refreshing to see, and um, yeah, no, that, that, would, uh, that would be nice, so... All right, uh, going on to the bold take section now. And this is something we've kind of been doing week to week and, and kind of keeping track of whether we hit or not. Um, so I can start us off, and then we can go Jacob and then uh, Miles. So bold takes, I mean, you can get as crazy as you want. Um, you know, there's no, there's no cap on how crazy you can be. Uh, <laughs> I think the craziest one – I can't remember the craziest one we've done so far, but I had a, a rookie fullback uh, season opener touchdown that I predicted, and that one came true. So um, you just never know where these are going to go. So dream as big as you want to dream. Uh, for me, my bold take of the week for Chargers-Browns is Justin Herbert is finally, finally, and you can you won't believe this, Jacob, but he has never thrown for a 400-yard game. What? Look it up. Never done it. 300 city, 380, 370, 360, 350. Like, he, he has the most, like, 300-yard games, I think, in the first two seasons of an NFL career, but has never thrown for 400. So he's finally going to get it done this week. I don't know what the weather's supposed to look like as long as it's not, like, freezing rain and, and super windy, I think. It's fine from what I've heard. Yeah. From what I know, it's supposed to be. Then he's thrown for 400. I don't know how many touchdowns. I don't care. I just want to see uh, a four in front of the uh, two other numbers. And I think, you know, with the secondary and, uh, you know, the playmakers out there, I think he can he can do it this week. Yeah, that's definitely um, not one I want to hear, but I wouldn't lie if I didn't say I don't think you ha- could be on to something there. <laughs> So there's the team doesn't have a free safety. We just have a bunch of strong safeties uh, pretending to be free safeties. And that just leads to some busted coverages. So, um, okay. So I, I'm trying to decide how incredibly wild this gets. And I'm, I'm going to tame it down just a little bit. I think that, uh, I think that miles Garrett, so he needs uh, a sack to become the Cleveland Browns all time leading sack. Player. Just one. He'll be the all, he'll have the all time record if he gets one. Oh wow! Uh, he's a he's a half away from tying it, um, and so and of course he didn't have one in Thursday night, and then he didn't play, and now he's going to be back in front of the home. I'll I will take two sacks from Miles. I think he gets two sacks on, on Sunday coming back. Um, he's taken some responsibility for this accident, and for any of you guys that may not know what I mean by that, uh, Miles Garrett has been cited like a half a dozen times for speeding in 
Uh, twice it was over 100 miles an hour. So when he had his accident last week, which he did swerve to miss an animal that had run into the road, he was going 60 in a 45, and then he rolled it. And then he's kind of said, you know, this is eye-opening. I'm taking responsibility. I've got to change my behavior. Because, you know, he was the only one in the car, and luckily his passenger was okay too. It just seems like, and he's like winking at cameras now that he's back on the field and stuff, and it just feels like he wants to – in in any, not that football can make amends for almost, you know, a, a massive tragedy, but I think he wants to really show up after not being available last week. So I, I think Miles gets two sacks on Sunday. Yeah, he, he's going to be a huge test for those those tackles on this offensive line. So I, I, I wouldn't, I definitely think that's very possible. Two sacks. I mean, we've seen other edge rushers have their way with this line. You know, Max Crosby. Uh, you know, and some other guys that we, that we go up against pretty regularly. But, yeah, that's – yeah, that's very possible. When you say Herbert could put up 400, uh, Garrett could get probably three or four sacks, really. If, it just depends on, on, on the day. But um, – On the day. All right, Miles, let's let's hear it, man. So, um, Colin, I was going to go around that same prediction as you, but now i got to mix it up a little bit. But I've, I've thought of something a little bit better <laughs> anyway. So – you know, I think that this is, especially for our defense, especially for our run defense, I think that this is a this is a prove-it game, especially. Like, this is probably the best rushing attack in the NFL. I think Chubb is the best running back in the NFL, and I think Kareem Hunt's probably top 20 as well. So, you know, with that duo, it's definitely dangerous. It's definitely something that I absolutely hate going against as a Chargers fan, that we've seen just people gash us like that. So my bold take is something that, I'm not necessarily sure if it will happen, but I'm going to try to preach it into existence. I'm going to say that Chubb and Hunt combined for under 100 yards this week. You know, I think that this is really a prove-it game for this defense, and I think that, you know, this this week they're definitely coaching up, you know, we got to stop the run, not quit over-pursuiting, which is where we've gotten gashed the last few weeks. So I'm going to go Chubb and Hunt combined under 100 yards this week, and I'm going to preach it into existence, and we'll see what happens. So... Definitely a bold prediction. I, I will give you that. Um, I would love to see it. You know, this defense, they've they've looked good and they haven't against the run. It's, it's, it's been really weird. It's been a very roller coaster start to the season. You know, they've, they've you know, the, the stats don't tell the whole story. You know, we talked about that on the last pod. And, you know, there's there's been some big runs. Damian Pierce had a 75-yard gasher for a touchdown last week. James Robinson had a 50-yard house call the week before. So I would love to see them tighten some stuff down on that run defense. They know it. We know it. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that prediction. You know, I, I, could be, I could be completely wrong. You know, they could, be, they could combine for 150 by the end of the first quarter, let's be honest. But <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to roll with it, and we'll see what happens. So I will say I'm not predicting, but I am expecting. Like, I just, I just know it's going to happen at some point. There's going to be a house call from, like, 30 – probably 25 plus. I don't know if it's going to be Hunt or Chubb, but you guys are definitely getting at least one of your touchdowns on a 25 yard plus house call. <laughs> they really set these things up when they get, uh, get into get into close to the red zone where they, and they, it, 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 the Falcons used it against them, but they do a lot of these just like, keep setting you up to the right all drive long and they'll counter it back and they get, they get so many explosive runs off of it. It's, it's really, it's, it's a simple concept, but it works. And, and, and so that's kind of where some of their success is. And of course, Nick Chubb is just, he's just one of one, you know, Justin Herbert's one of one. And I think Nick Chubb is as well. Dude, I I tell you what, I like, I knew he was going to be a stud coming out of college and then first couple of years in the league, I kind of lost him for a season or two. And then it was the year, I think maybe two years ago that I drafted him on my fantasy team. And it was just like, dude, this guy is a beast. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I think that was the 2020 year maybe, but yeah, the playoff year, he had a pretty good year. Yeah. Dude, I was just like, I'm sold like this guy, this guy's a stud. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, like we mentioned last night on, on your pod, you know, Charger fans are, are definitely familiar with Kareem Hunt and his time, you know, on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, we've 
We've seen him gash us before too. So it's definitely a two-headed monster. You know, I like I said, I'm I'm just expecting one big running play, and then hopefully, like if they if they give up 125 combined, um, but let's say like 50 of it's on like a just you know touchdown whatever, yeah, big then. I can live with that, you know, kind of, kind of like how the, the Houston game shaped out last week. So, um, you know, it, it'll be a good test for this, this run defense for sure. All right. Well, now let's move it on to the, let, let's talk, let's talk bets here and, and the, the betting lines. Uh, I have the CBS or no, excuse me, the USA today, uh, site pulled up in the game. So, they still have the Chargers at uh, under two and a half. I think that's really interesting. I, I'm personally expecting that line to move before Sunday's game. I'm a little surprised it hasn't yet because this one just came out. Let's see here. At 525 Eastern. So about four hours ago, this one came out. And it still has the Chargers... Uh, Favorites, but slight favorites, uh, under two and a half. Miles, we'll start with you. Are, are, are you are you taking the Chargers to cover, or do, or do you think this is going to be a uh, a tight one here? Yeah, I, I I do think it's going to be a tight game, but I do think that the Chargers will cover. Um, ju- I'm just going based off of what I had for my score prediction on Jacob's pod, basically. But you know, I think that the Chargers have you know they just they have the talent to do it. I think overall that. Chargers, especially top heavy, are much top heavier than the Browns. And obviously, with their injuries, we're going to need some guys underneath to step up. But I, I think the Chargers do have the capabilities to, you know, cover that two and a half point spread. Which, again, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes drastically before Sunday. But that'll be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I, I just looking at that, I'm like, man, if it's at two and a half. Um... You know, there's probably going to be a lot of people betting on the Chargers just because that's that that's not a lot of room, and you know, not not that the the Browns can't you know win this thing, um, you know, outright, but I just think if, if the Chargers are going to win, they most certainly will probably cover, you know, those two and a half points. Yeah. I think I predicted on on the show last night, twenty eight twenty four. So, you know, I, I can definitely see see it being a tight game. And, um, yeah, uh, that, that's, an, that'll be one to keep an eye on. Yeah. I think, it, I think too, with some of the injuries that both sides have still not being definitive, um, like obviously the Keenan Allen thing, I know that a lot of people around, around think that he is out and, and, but I don't know if that's actually taken into account on these lines because I'm looking at FanDuel's uh, sports book as well, and they're still at two and a half as well. It's still minus two and a half on the Chargers. And the Clowney thing could swing it uh, as well. The Miles Garrett thing could swing it. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of talent that are that is like questionable as we sit here on Thursday night. So yeah, I I would be willing to bet you're right, even if it's just a bunch of people taking the Chargers minus two and a half. This line will move before Sunday. Yeah, and I hadn't even thought about you know Garrett because I I think this is the same line as you know yesterday before he came out and practiced. So I'm surprised that hasn't moved already a little bit. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Chargers to cover. And the next one I have here, they have the over under at 46 and a half. You taking the over or the under, Jacob? I'm taking the over. FanDuel has it 47 and a half, Ooh. and I'll take the over on that too. Okay. So I, I will take I will take the over at a minimum of 48. That's I guess is where I'm gonna go. Cause I mean, I mean, you got 20 28, 24. And that would be over, and that is that's about where I have it. 28, 24, 27, 24. I don't know which team has 27 or 24, not yet. Sure. Uh, although I'm actually leaning Chargers, if we're being completely honest right here on Thursday night. But if you're going over under, I'm gonna take that over. Uh, I just think I think the Browns can get enough on the ground to score like at least 20. 
I, it, which is where they have been. They, uh, you know, going into last week, they were one of only two teams in the NFL that had scored 26 in the first three. It was them in the in the Falcons, and, and so which was hilarious, but it, just like we all expected, right? And and so I, the Browns are going to get 21, 24, somewhere in that range, and it's not going to be. I think it's a three to seven point game. So. If the Browns are on the losing end, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I would, I would hammer the over. Yeah, miles. Yeah. Um, we saw what happened last year. I can't remember the final score. I think it was 45, 42, or something along those lines in a game that was just one of the best games last year. It was just off the rails. I remember at one point I was like, "Screw this, we're not gonna stop the run. Like, there's no way we're getting this thing back." And then next play, you know, 75 yard bomb to Mike Williams. So. You know, I think that these are two offenses that can really, you know, get it. You guys can get it on the ground. We can get it through the air, hopefully through the ground. But just knowing Justin Herbert's my Justin Herbert. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely hammering the over. I, I got my score prediction in my head right now. I'll, I'll say it when you want it. But um, I'm definitely hammering the over. Um, either way, I, I, I think that they'll combine for over 50. So, I guess we'll just see, though. Yeah, I – Surprise, surprise, I'm taking the over as well, um, which I'm surprised it's actually that low. You know, I think yeah. the Chargers are, are, are a team that can probably get you 20 and a half, whether it's first half, second half. And then, you know, I think, like, look, I, we all know Deshaun Watson's missing from this game, but I, I'm, I'm still expecting this offense to, to find ways to exploit this defense. I mean, as much talent as they have on it, there, there's still issues that, you know, they, they – they can work on so yeah i i think i'm not gonna i'm gonna save my my final prediction for for our show i'm gonna i'm it's 28 24 for for jacob's show but I, yeah the more the more you predict the more likely you are to to hit it right so um yeah i'll come up with a slightly altered one it'll be very similar but um a slightly altered take here in a sec but yeah uh definitely taking the over and with that, let's let's transition into the into the prediction section here. So, Jacob, would you be so kindly to to kick us off? Let's let's hear your prediction for Sunday's game, and um, just your your thoughts. So, every year, and I wonder if you guys do this sort of thing too, because I'm always interested to hear other fan bases if they do it. You always sit down and you're like, all right, when I make these picks, rather rather it's on a podcast or to your dad or whatever, you always sit down and you think, when's the first time I'm going to pick against my team? Mm-hmm. Because you got to do it eventually, right? You've got to eventually be like, okay, the Browns are going to lose. You know, Oh, the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers, whatever it is. You, you're eventually going to do it. And this year, when I was looking at the, at the schedule, I thought it would be Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh just is the big brother, right? We're, they bullied us for my entire life. I mean, I, I barely know what it's like to beat the Steelers at all. And so, like, even when you know the Browns are a better team, you're always like, ah, Pittsburgh, whatever. So I, I, I was going to do Pittsburgh, then they beat Pittsburgh, and this is where I'm at. I am here thinking, but I predicted the Browns will win all four of their games so far. I'm here sitting here today saying that the Browns can beat the Chargers, but right now I don't think they will. Um, I, I, if I'm going to go there, I'm going to slide it up a little bit. I'm going to go 31, 24 chargers. And I'm going to say it's 24, 24 all at some point. And the Browns probably bust a coverage, which is what they do in the fourth quarter. And well, they've done it with Mike Williams once. So let's just do it with Mike Williams again. And let's bust a coverage for Mike Williams. Uh, and I'll take them 31, 24 chargers. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a great point. You know, I think, we're usually, I mean, we're we're the same way. I think if anything, this off season that we've had as Charger fans have kind of diluted the waters a little bit. Like we've we've kind of felt a little bit of like at least coming into the season, we we did uh you know our our, our season predictions right before the season started, and there was a little bit of like invincibility that we felt with like all these big names. Like man, we can't lose to the Jaguars. We got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and like you know like this all star lineup, and then. Fast forward a couple of weeks and we get shit canned by the Jaguars. So, um, yeah, and I definitely, I mean, it's definitely brought us, you know, these injuries and um, 
you know, a couple of these games have definitely brought us back down to to the real world. But um, I'll go ahead and give my prediction real quick, for, and then I'll let Miles get his in. Uh, I said 28-24 last night. I'm going to go 30, 30 all for the Chargers to 24 for for the Browns. And I think this is a game the Chargers – I mean, the Chargers are going to charge her, right? So they're going to get up big at half. We're going to be feeling really good about the first half of football. We might even change the channel for a drive because we're like, man, we got this. And then things are going to get interesting. You know, I think – I think Cleveland gets a takeaway. I think uh, not Herbert's fault, but it's been a trend. You know, uh, uh, a batted ball goes up and it's an interception or, you know, Eckler fumbles or whatever. I, I think the Browns get a chance to stay in the game. And then I think at, at the end, um, you know, they have a couple of drives that, that ice the game and uh, put it out of reach. But I'm going to go 30-24, hammering the over on this baby. Miles, what you got? So we all have a very, very specific trend between us, which is 30 blank to 20 blank. And I'm, I'm going to continue that train. But <laughs> there truly is, going back back off your point, there truly is nothing more humbling than being a fan of an NFL team. You know, we went into the season like, dude, we might be indestructible. Like, we, we may never lose a game again. Like, look at this roster. We're so stacked. And then you lose by 28 to the Jags. And you're just like, damn, like, it's – same same year same old shit or different year same old shit but um again i'm i'm with you colin i think that this is a game chargers get out to a good lead play a great first half um wouldn't be surprised if we were up two scores at halftime um i think at one point we get up like some like 31 13 and then i think the browns come roaring back get two scores of their own and the chargers make a defensive stop when it matters so I'm going to go 31-27 Chargers. Um, I think that it's a game that we're in control of until, you know, the second half blues hit and uh, I want to turn off my TV and not watch anymore. And then, you know, Chargers going to charge her, but I think that they don't charge her quite enough this weekend, and I think we get it done 31-24. Well, uh, I oh, sorry. certainly hope you're right. 31-27, sorry, but yeah. Okay. I certainly hope you're right. I mean, I would I would love to see the Chargers, um, you know, take control from the start and, and just put together a complete game in all three phases from start to finish. It has been a long time since we've seen a game like that. There's usually, you know, one, you know, weakness that, that presents itself. But, I mean, it's the NFL. It's tough to, tough to be, you know – 100 percent on on all three phases of the ball and expect to, to win going away you know this isn't you know this isn't the uh, the mountain west right so uh it's gonna it's gonna be competitive to the end um oh real quick before we head out of here i, I had a question for you jacob because it involves my fantasy <laughs> team and it involves i believe my our powder hour fantasy team so we have a, a fantasy league with with some listeners of ours and uh, I have David David Joku and Donovan Peoples Jones, which I just added a little bit ago uh, off the the waiver wire. I have to start one in the flex. I already have a tight end, so they're both. I'm I'm considering them both for the flex against the Chargers, mind you. So I don't like starting fantasy players against my team, but every now and then you just kind of bite the bullet and do it. Who is more likely on Sunday to – I'm not talking – I don't need 20 points, but give me 10. Who can give me 10 points realistically on Sunday? So I I love that you guys are in a listener league. You have a listener league because I'm getting shit canned in our li- listener league. <laughs> so just pardon my French. I just – I let that one out there. But, 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 you know, like I mean just – slobber knockered in that list yeah. <laughs> anyway um you know it's funny because for most of the years i used to just pick whoever was going against the browns defense like you said i don't you'll like to pick against it. i used to do it all the time because they suck <laughs> um you know it's funny because donovan people's jones has had kind of an irregular season outside of of uh well he plays really well week one catches 
he gets the most targets on the team. He catches like like five for five on contested catch opportunities. He's like 70% on contested uh, catch opportunities over the last two seasons. Like he's been pretty good at that. He disappears for two weeks and he kind of shows up again with a couple big catches this week. It's kind of contingent. His two big games have been Amari Cooper's small games. And they are talking about a lot of emphasis on Amari Cooper getting the ball early and often, which to me says targets are going back away from Donovan Peoples-Jones to Amari Cooper. Whereas for three games in a row, there has been an emphasis on getting the chief the ball. So Najoku is getting targeted early screen plays. For whatever reason, they ran a tight end reverse again last week. (laughs) That's a second time in two years. It hasn't worked. It does not work. But Najoku is just not a natural. They run tight ends or uh, tight end sweeps with Najoku. Yeah, yeah, last week and once last year. Okay. Um, yeah, it uh, it's never gained a yard. It's lost yards both times. <laughs> um, it it was a double reverse too. Like it was like it looks like, like oh what are they gonna do? Oh it's it, why Anthony Schwartz runs a four two and you gave it to Ninja. <laughs> right. So outside of the screens, I don't think he gets there. Or I'm sorry, outside of that, I don't think he's gonna get a reverse there. They love this screen game and they love misdirection. And David Njoku is a heck of a blocker now. And as a result, they keep him in to pass pro every once in a while, but they also decoy pass pro him. And they'll just, you think he's staying in to, to pass pro, he'll leak out and he'll get it. I, David Njoku should be, if he's a flex option, I think he's going to be a top 10 tight end fantasy-wise when it's all said and done this year. And I think it's just because it's him and Amari and just a bunch of other guys on that offense, and I think they're going to continue to feed him. Okay. So you would lean towards – That's a long-winded answer, sorry. You would would lean towards Njoku then? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I was looking at him, and they're both like, you know, maybe a point or two apart as far as projection goes. And then I was, you know, looking at kind of what they've done so far this year, week by week. And – yeah, so okay, I'll I'll take your word for it. I think I'll I'll give Najoku the look. I know the one week, I mean he's been on my bench all season. So the week that he put up like twenty three or twenty four, my buddy who I was playing definitely reminded me that he was on my bench. So I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just kind of like this Russian roulette game of like, oh man, do I put him on? Like, but if I don't start him, he's gonna go off. So. Um, all right, man. Yeah, no, David Njoku getting the nod. I like it. I like it. Um, well, hey, Miles, you have anything else you want to add in here or, or Jacob, any, anything else you guys want to, to talk about, bring up? No, I, I think I'm good. Nope. I am starting Njoku in my main league that I have money on. So I am, I, I, I hope that Njoku has a good game, but they lose as well. So I'm kind of rooting for that. But uh, obviously, I'm going to take a Chargers win over a fantasy win any day. So, But no, hey, Jacob, it was awesome having you on, man. Thanks for having us on yours. You guys can check that out. I don't know if we – it should be on our Twitter somewhere. So, But, yeah, thanks for coming on here, man. Yeah, the second episode will drop – well, I guess you guys drop yours on Friday too. So by the time they're listening, both of those episodes will have dropped. Yeah, yeah, both of them. This one's going to drop tomorrow on Friday. Um, I'll let you go ahead and, and, and plug your pod right now um, since you let us plug ours on your show. But, uh, uh, yes, we appreciate you coming on. And um, tell tell the listeners where they can, can find you guys. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. I, I enjoy uh, talking to anybody about football anytime, even if it's a hostile territory. I'm just kidding. You guys were great. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful on my show, and I really enjoyed it tonight. Uh, so I'm a part of Network 216 on Twitch. Um, we are recently started a network, um, and you can find my – I got two shows on there, The Daily Dog Takes, which is where you guys were for the two episodes, and then my main show is The Barking Brown Show I do with my my co-host Nick Carnes. And, uh, uh, you know, he's one of my best friends, uh, in, in, and it just – we have we have a good time, man. We just we have a good time, similar to the vibes that I get when I listen to you guys, and and uh, so you can find me there. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at Roachism13, which is really weird, but it's a high school nickname. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and uh, I write for DogPoundDaily.com, so I, I, I put some stuff up there. But yeah, we do previews every week, and the two episodes with you guys are up. If you guys want to check that out, 
Um, I did not English well in those episodes. Well, you could barely even hear me, so I'm sure that you did better. So, yeah, we had some technical <laughs> difficulties, but hey, we, we we managed to get through it, right? Found a way. Yeah. yeah. Well, good stuff. Man. It worked. It worked. I listened back to oh, it. It wasn't sweet. that bad. Oh, good. Yeah, good stuff. Well, hey, man. Yeah, we've had a blast. So we'll, we'll go ahead and get out of here. As always, you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA. Uh, make sure you follow us so you guys can get all the, the latest updates about the podcast and, of course, about our bolts as well. Um, we're also on Spotify and Apple, so feel free to leave us a review, um, preferably five stars. Otherwise, don't leave us a review. JK, uh, be honest. We want, we want your feedback, but uh, we want that five-star feedback. You know what I'm saying? So uh, hit us up there. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to go watch the rest of this game and then go to bed. So... Peace.